Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Hey, everybody. This is your girl, Shirley Kay, the host of When Women Speak with Shirley Kay podcast. When Women Speak with Shirley Kay is sponsored by Life on Power in the brand. What if she knew she was powerful? And we back. Thank you for coming in for another week. You already know what I'm about to say. We only have fire guests. This one is fire times three, y'all. Fire times three. We affectionately call her Attorney J. That's what we affectionately call her. But this is Janai Gustave Esquire, and she's going to do exactly what we do. We talk about our voices. We talk about amplifying our voices. Attorney J is a devoted wife, mother, daughter, sister, and an international best-selling author. But get this. She is a legal powerhouse supported by litigation success in regional, national, on a regional and national scale. Listen, I'm giving y'all too much of my business because I'm probably going to have to be real with y'all in this particular episode. <laughs> attorney Jay is also my divorce attorney, but it don't, it's not even like what it seems. I'm telling you, this, this, this person right here, she will not only get you, um, do what you ask her to do, but she's going to make sure you're sure about it. So we're going to talk about all of that stuff. I had to have a voice with her and she showed me how to do that when um, I had to go through this, this, this particular experience in my life. Attorney Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to be here with When Women Speaks with Shirley Kay. Um, it is an honor. Thank you. We're going to delve right into this because I already know you are ready. You're ready to share a lot of wisdom and a lot of fire with our audience. So, Attorney Jay, what does it mean for you when you hear the statement, find her voice? Okay. So, when I hear the statement, find her voice, I think back to um, where the scripture says when you are a child, you um, you eat like a child, you drink like a child, you speak like a child. Mm -hmm. So when I when I hear find her voice, I think of the stages, right? There's no one voice. There's no one time for that voice either. Mm -hmm. So when I was a child, the language that I had then, that was my voice for that moment. As I became an adolescent and a young lady, I needed to find my voice in that moment because every moment is important, right? Every mm -hmm. stage that we are in is important. So I found her voice as a teenager. Then I was in my college ages. And as a college student, I had to find her voice because her voice was not connected to her parents' voice anymore. I had to understand what am I called to in this moment? And that's where I grew the most spiritually, responsibility-wise, everything. But it does not end. So for me, I think of the stages that you're in because her voice 
had to do a real big change when she became a wife. So her voice is not the same as a single woman as it is as a married woman because our language has to change. The, the things that we say, the way that we view things, and if my mind is growing, then her voice should grow, right? While Ooh. I'm in the courtroom, my voice in the courtroom is not the same voice that I have with my children and my husband because it's not necessary. The goal, what is my purpose and my goal in that moment, her voice meets her there. So that's what I think about the stages that we're in and what the goal is for this moment. What do you have for me, God, in this moment? Her voice meets and grows to that point. Attorney J. You just came in like, you came in like the wind, the fire, and the sun. You're a mess. You're a mess. You said, if my mind is growing, my voice should be growing too. Yes. And so many times I work with women or have met women or just know people yes. who are oftentimes, they kind of stayed wherever they had an experience that stopped them from yes. amplifying their voice. So as they grew, their voice didn't grow. Mm. But if your mind is growing, so that means that if we're intentional about ourselves, mm. our inner selves, our self-value, our voice would grow too. That's what I heard you say when you said that. Yeah, because just what you were alluding to, how we have this thing, right? There's cultural sayings and stuff where they say, oh, I ain't never changed. Oh, I'm the same person. Well, that's a problem for me. If I was a 18-year-old and I came for you when you said stuff and I responded a certain way, that was the voice for that moment. But if I have not changed from when I was 18, that's actually no growth. No growth means that I'm probably not fulfilling or living in my purpose. So allowing my voice to grow, um, changing is not a bad thing right? Because mm -hmm. everything changes, right? The leaves don't stay on there. New leaves come. Yes. The seasons go around, but I'm not mad at summer because it left because it has to come back around, but it's the same thing. You change because the seasons are changing. You know, people say, oh, I got money, but I didn't change. Well, I hope you did because that means you're going to do the same thing with the money that you did when you didn't have it. So I, I do believe that we change is good, your voice changing is okay as well because you're called to so many different things. And as you grow and you're trying to fulfill your calling, if your voice doesn't change, you'll be in that right place, but with the wrong language and you miss out on that opportunity. Right place, wrong language. So that means that, you know, in the saying that people tend to say all the time, that's just me. That's just how I am. Mm. You know, that's, that's who those people are whose mind and voice hasn't changed collectively. Exactly. You, you've made a decision. You've made a decision to remain the same. You've made a decision to not allow your voice, your mind to grow. For some reason, it's usually connected to something, mm -hmm. but that was a conscious decision that you're making not to get better especially if it's not uplifting people, right? So if it's something, because people usually say it when it's a negative thing. They don't usually say it when it's positive, right? Yes. They kind of say, oh yeah, when it's positive. But when it's something negative that they continue to repeat, they say, oh, well, that's just me. No, 
<laughs> you're just choosing to not be better for where it is that you could go to, right? We're called to something in every moment of life, but a lot of times we miss the mark because we don't want to grow. We don't want to find her voice for this moment. Find her voice for this moment. Right place, wrong voice. We just starting this thing. <laughs> if my mind is growing, my voice should be growing. Like you do know when women speak with Shirley K audience, I'm always writing notes. So I hope right now, stop what you're doing, get your notepad out and begin to write these notes. But you know what? You don't have to do that. Just replay this over and over again. Replay it. You <laughs> get it. Thank you, Attorney J. That was just like, coming in hot right there <laughs> you know and it's important here on the um show that we're also um share some transparency with our audience when we're having these conversations so mm -hmm. my next question for you attorney jay is have you ever had a voiceless experience i have so I mean, it goes without saying, I am an attorney, and I don't think anyone of our listeners right now um, or viewers would be surprised to find out that it is a male-dominated profession. Not only is it a male-dominated profession, it is a white male-dominated profession. So with that, I, I understood that coming into it. I was really faced with that, you know, just in law school itself. And then when I started up, I started up as a prosecutor. Okay. Mm. And as a prosecutor, I, I was in, in South Florida prosecuting and it just happened that majority of the defendants looked like my brother, my father, my, my cousins, you know, mm. they look like me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't completely understand the language. I even had a moment where I'm in court mm -hmm. and we're both, the, the judge called us to a sidebar and this was real early on. I don't even think I was fully 60 days in. And we did a sidebar and I'm trying to make my argument. And I'm telling y'all this, listen, I've never repeated this out loud, but I'm gonna tell you guys this. I'm, I, I'm trying to remember, you know, you said either or, nor, neither, whatever, right? Uh -huh. So I'm using that to make an argument. I don't remember the full argument now, but uh -huh. I just know I said the word and the judge laughs at me and the, a, a white woman judge and the white um, guy, uh, he was the defense the attorney, attorney, but he wasn't a public defender, the defense okay. attorney, and they laughed. They and I'm looking at, at them and in my mind, I'm like, are they really laughing? And this is a full professional set. We're in the courtroom. We're recording. Th this is happening right now. And they laughed at me. And when I tried to fix it, they laughed again. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, I get it. So you don't always, so I kind of said that to say, there are times where your voice, it, it, it doesn't translate into where you are. So there's a learning curve, but you don't let that hold you back. You don't let that stop you and say, oh, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be here because I don't know how to talk like them. No, 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 no. You become observant. You understand the circumstances and my language change. But mm. like I said, it's not going to be the same in the courtroom, right? As everywhere else. But I had to learn. That was a growing experience. The second thing um, that I want to share was kind of in that same sphere was when we would have certain defendants, right? Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is mostly with adults. We would have defendants and I'm looking at the case. I'm looking at the police report and I'm like, listen, this isn't a good case. But for them, they're like, listen, 
we were able to get the charge to go through, just go forward. I had to have back and forth with my superiors. And I'm like, I don't want to move forward with this case because I do not believe this is a good case to prosecute. I would be told to just practice, use it as practice. Mm. Not trying to toot my own horn, but I go hard at anything that I do because I want to bring excellence. So you want me to bring my excellence, convict this person where I see there's a different route for this case. So in those moments, and it happened multiple times. Mm -hmm. So my only alternative, if I did not, because they they didn't connect with what I was saying, Mm -hmm. um, my only alternative was to basically put on the hat of a public defender or defense attorney. And I had to find the law make the arguments and submit it to my superior in order to not go forward with the case. For me, it was the bigger picture, but I was voiceless. They didn't understand. They just Mm -hmm. felt like, what are you complaining about? Like, what do you, what is that? What are you talking about? So those were moments where I felt voiceless. However, you got to do something about it. So I did. (laughs) I I wrote the the things that I had to write. Mm -hmm. I continued to make my arguments and I was still successful in those spheres, but those are, it's not easy. It's not easy being voiceless in a moment. And you had to do some extra work in order to be heard. To be heard. Yeah. And you had to use their language as well. I had to do, I had to update my language. Uh huh. I had to not change who I am, mm-hmm. not change my perspective, but made sure that my perspective would be heard because I'm using the right language. So if yes. you default to what you know, you'll be like, oh no, um, you just trying to take down a black man. You just trying to, no, 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 no. They don't hear that. So not a problem. I'll take the law. I'll take your language. And now I will serve it to you the way that you can digest it. But my goal never changed. Did you hear that? When women speak with Shirley K. audience, she said, I will serve it to you the way that you will receive it. Now I'm saying the same thing I've already said. Exactly. I am not, I'm still not agreeing with you, but I'm using your language to deliver this to you. And that always means that there is going to be some extra work involved. You had to do some more research. You had to find some laws. You had to do all those things. You knew that it wasn't a good case, but you were only able to say it's not a good case. You had to. Yeah, that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. You had before you even went to court, you had to prove to them. (laughs) Yes, I had to become a a defense attorney as a prosecutor (laughs) to protect these defendants that people feel like, oh, no, you're a black bird. You should not prosecute. No, you should. Because I can connect with you. I can save you from things that other people, they, they have no connection with you. They don't relate to you. So it not the, you know what? Don't let me get on that soapbox. I'm just saying. Let's not always look at something and put a blanket picture, like just paint it one color of this is not right. I don't fool with it. When there are opportunities, you are put in places to use your voice where had you not been there, the repercussions would have been worse. I didn't fix it. I did not fix the system, but there were lives that were saved. There were reputations. There were records that were saved. And in that moment, I don't know what that person would do. They'd probably touch another hundred people and another hundred people. But um, yeah, our voice is definitely powerful. Even in the voiceless moments, (laughs) you could turn it around. That was such a good share. When you just said that, 
So folks would say, you shouldn't be a prosecutor. You're a black woman. Why are you yeah. prosecuting black men? And instead you're like, if it's not me, it's the person that would have taken the case, yeah. no matter what they said and did yeah. exactly what they asked them to do. This is what we say is wrong with it. So the only way to be right with it is if people like you are in that marketplace. Exactly. You know, and I talk about this often about, you know, Christians being in the marketplace and making a difference in a dollar that that is God sent. He wants exactly. us to make a difference in a dollar. But if we're not in the marketplace, we can't impact the marketplace. Right. If you're it's just like being in the room where it happens, you may not like everybody in the room. You may not even like the room itself. But if you're not in it, your voice cannot be heard. You have no impact. So. You may not even like the room itself. <laughs> yeah, not even like it. Oh, thank you, Attorney Jay. That was so much um, that you shared for this voiceless experience. And I appreciate you being authentic with our audience. Why should the voices of women in their values even matter, Attorney Jay? All right. So for this uh, question, it takes me back to a, an event I went to. I went to a marriage event um, and there was an older couple and the husband was talking and he was explaining that over the years, he's learned how to value his wife's voice. He said, because when they were younger and they got married, he just like, oh, you always see something. I don't see what you see. So, all right, let, let me do it. Let me handle this. And he said, every time he did that, after she gave a warning, it usually ended up just like she said, but he couldn't put it together. So he just kept on thinking, I just did something wrong. However, he made this reference and this is the reference that I've run with and, and how I answer this. The reason why women's voice are important is because we are the lighthouse to a traveling ship or the watchtower to a plane. We don't tell you where to go. We don't take the wheel from you, but we give you direction. We let you know where there's danger and we try to direct you out of danger. We also let you know where it's safe so you can fly and you can reach your goal, fulfill your purpose. That is not just in marriage. That is in every atmosphere we're in because we are created this way, right? We mm -hmm. are created as a radar. Mm -hmm. because if, if, and me, I'm a believer, so I just use these references, mm -hmm. but if I'm going to be led by someone, go ahead and do the leading. So that strength, that, that muscle, that back power that needs to go into it, go ahead and do that. However, there are times when you're carrying a load, you have to look down, right? Because you, your body position, yeah. you may not always be able to look here, see, because you got to focus on the load you're carrying. Therefore, the radar is here to make sure that you know it's safe and to provide light and to provide whatever you need for that journey. And I think in the marketplace, definitely corporate, business, ministry, marriage, it does not matter. There, there should not be a room, a profession where their voice of women is not there because without a radar, you continue to crash. Without a radar, you would continue to crash. Exactly. Women are the radars. And 
as you as you gave this a beautiful analogy, I was attempting to apply it to my career in corporate America, mm-hmm. and and absolutely, most often, what I would bring up or other women in the room, yeah. not just me, would be those things that can't be seen right away. Yes. When we're creating, we're building and creating new processes or, or, or having some type of business review meeting, we are usually seeing what can't be seen and everyone else is seeing exactly what's in front of them. Yes. But that's everywhere. Everywhere. Without the radar, you're going to crash. Exactly. You need a lighthouse. You need the watchtowers out there. They're they're not taking over. They're just providing you with some assistance, some guidance, so you can make it safe on your journey, right? Because everybody has a goal. That pilot know where he needs to land. The ship know where it's sailing to. But you can be lost at sea without the lighthouse, without some guidance. And that's what I feel the world um, would be at without the woman's voice. That's why it's important. We just want everybody to land safely. That's it. That's it. Wherever we just want you to land safely. safely. We just want you to land safely. Take the anchor and land safely. I yes. love that analogy. That is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I, I I got it off of someone. So yes, I I connected to it immediately when they said that. I was like, yes, I couldn't put a word to it. I couldn't put a name to it. You got it. That's what we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but it's not the first time I heard that. Um, and how you put it was just so amazing. Um, so we talked mm-hmm. about, of course, to get to finding our voice. Well, obviously, we would have had a voice of voiceless experience. But yeah. now we're at the point where we're leading. We know how to lead with our voice. So can you share an experience? Um, the one of many <laughs> of you leading with your voice. <laughs> All right. So um, one way I'm leading with my voice, it's two different things. Uh, with writing the book. So writing the book, since you referenced that in the beginning, um, when I wrote the book, it's not a topic that I wanted to do because it's on divorce, like you know, and I believe in marriage. I believe in staying together, all of those things. But I had to write the book, right? So I was leading with my voice because people kept on telling me, like, listen, you have a tribe. And I was like, tribe? Like, people need your voice. And I kind of want to keep my voice to myself. So I'm like, nah, there's a lot of voices out there. However, um, with, with the feedback that I received from the book, it's having a conversation with individuals who they know one aspect But the aspect that I have experience with, that I've been blessed with, I have to lead with that because there's some people that are going to be stuck and we cannot afford for anyone to be stuck there. And I always say this, and it came to my mind while I was mentoring young ladies. I said, you know, you have to look at life as a blank canvas. Every Mm -hmm. room you walk into, every day you are painting on that canvas. But the day that you're stuck, the day that you decide to not move forward, someone else is going to come past because you're you're just going by, right? With Mm -hmm. life, we're just going by. We're passing by. There's always someone walking behind you. So as they're walking behind, they should see something on that for them to learn from, for them to enjoy, for, for so that they can take in. But if you're stuck, 
that means that the moment that I was supposed to receive, there's a blank spot on that canvas. Mm. So I led with my voice in writing that book because I don't want any blank canvases. I don't want anybody to be stuck. So I've done that with the book and I'm doing it now, as you can see with social media, because I have been averse to social (laughs) media, but estate planning is such a huge thing that we don't talk about. Right. But it is so essential. So I have started, you know, saying, Hey, I'm just going to answer questions. And it has, I, the feedback that I've received has been so amazing. Mm -hmm. So it's just the way that I've led with my voice is using my knowledge, my experience and who I am to help those that are coming behind those that are waiting, those that are stuck and those that just need it for their journey, their Mm -hmm. purpose. They're stuck, they're behind you, and they're needing it. Yeah. And um, um, estate planning is is a is a voice of legacy. Legacy, that's what it's about. I'm all that's about what, legacy. <laughs> that's exactly what that is, a voice of legacy. Now, Attorney J is, um, she did not say the name of the book, but I am going to say the name of the book. Oh. It's called <laughs> Divorce Like a Boss. And so reading the actual title of the book, you think it's a book about getting a divorce. It is not. That stuck she talked about is exactly what it got me unstuck. It it had me to answer a lot of internal questions about me, not about the Mm. other individual, Mm. not about what's happening, but a lot of internal questions about me, which is why she is a fire attorney because she believes in marriage. So the book is not for you to get a divorce. The book is, I need you to think through. I need you to answer these questions. And at the end, give yourself time and contact me if you need to. Her entire staff has that type of personality. (laughs) Then the estate planning itself, I'm just going to tell you this, that um, I'm really trying to get my mom so we can go over to Attorney Jay's office. (laughs) (laughs) But we've been doing this for a long time. My mom and I'm like, mom, I have somebody I think that you're going to love. She's like, okay, we'll look her up. We'll talk to her, but I'm going to get it out. I'm going to get it out, Attorney J. We're going to get it there. Yes. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are. We are. Leading with your voice can come in all different type of ways. And the reason why I wanted to say the title of the book is because sometimes just mm-hmm. like Attorney Jay said, she's like, that's not what I do. That's not what I advocate for. But you never know how anyone else would take what you've already done, information you already know, um, mm-hmm. and what you have access to. So when you don't lead with your voice, there is somebody that needed to hear what you have to say the way you're going to say it. Yes. They haven't heard it that way before, the way you're going to say it. Ooh, Attorney Jay, this has been so good. So good. I have- <laughs> Listen, I know the time is flying like, oh, my gosh, I have two pages of notes um, on when women speak audience. I have two pages of notes. I hope you have two or three. No, you will. Um, But the statement and I love this question. I love this inquiry for every one of our guests. And y'all know this is one of my favorite questions. The statement leaving with your voice, it can convey all type of various meanings. Attorney Jay, what does the phrase leaving with your voice convey for you? All right. So leaving with your voice for me, it means um, a couple things, but um, leaving almost insinuates or give the idea of having to turn my back on something. Mm. 
But when I think about leaving with my voice is that there is not a moment that pass that I do not acknowledge where I am, what I am, and what I'm called to in this moment. Mm-hmm. So I do not leave my voice anywhere when I am called to use it, mm. whether it is, and I'll give an example that we all can, <laughs> can relate to in a marriage, in my marriage, mm-hmm. there are times where there are difficult conversations that has to be had, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to have wisdom and timing and the way that you provide it. Mm-hmm. I do not leave our situation, our marriage ever in a, in a place or a state for turmoil, for discord. So I always leave my voice there with him at the time. Yes. When I'm talking to my children, I leave my voice with them, which is encouragement, empowerment, love. When I am mentoring my young ladies, I leave my voice with them that they are unique, that there is no one else like them. There is nothing that they cannot do and that I'm always here as well. So I leave my voice wherever I go, whether I am in the courtroom, I am speaking with a client, I leave my voice there because whatever it is I was supposed to drop in that moment, you're going to receive it. And I need you to receive it the right way. So for me, I leave with my voice, but really I leave my voice wherever I go. I don't miss an opportunity to use it. I do not ever want to lose the opportunity of pouring into someone, speaking life, taking away negativity. And that's how I leave with my voice. I kind of leave it with you and then I continue on. You take advantage of using your voice by leaving encouragement, empowerment, and love. Yes. That's whether it's your husband, you went from your husband to your children, to your mentees, to your um, um, work folks, all of that. You leave encouragement, empowerment, and love. And you always take advantage to do just that. Yes. Attorney J, this has been amazing. <laughs> this has been amazing. Taking Thank you. Of using your voice. And what that means when she says taking advantage of using your voice, audience, what that means to me is that there are times when, you know how you say in your head, I should say something. Mm-hmm. I should mm-hmm. say something to her. Mm-hmm. I should say something to him. I should say this. Even if you're arguing with your spouse and I should have said I was wrong, whatever Uh that is, taking advantage of it sometimes means that you may be vulnerable taking advantage of your voice. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay with that because what's the ultimate goal is to keep this thing together. Yeah. It's loss. Whether you're talking about a marriage or someone you should have said something to and then they didn't get that, they crash. Because remember, you're the radar. We're the radar. (laughs) You got, look at you. I can't. Oh my gosh. You break, you digest things so well. 
My gosh. Well, talking to folks like you, it is, a, it's, I'm having a good time. Um, and that's exactly what I come on the show, show to do, to digest um, from every one of our guests. You know, I, I, these, the guests are selected with prayer, supplication, and who I, who I want you, the audience, to be connected to when we talk about amplifying our voices. Y'all already know how special you are to Shirley King. <laughs> Attorney J, thank you so much. My being pleasure. on the show. What, what are some last words and some words of encouragement, empowerment, and love that you can leave with the Women well, Speak audience? Well, the one thing I would want to leave is that we all have our voices. You have your voice. You don't have your voice just to speak, just to speak. No, you have a purpose that you are fulfilling. You are on a journey and you have to. Allow your voice to grow. Don't be scared. It's okay. You're unique. You're made for where you are, what you do. Whoever you meet, you're supposed to meet them. Leave them with your voice. Whoever you meet, you're supposed to meet them. Leave them with your voice. That's so intentional. This has been another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley K. When Women Speak with Shirley K again is sponsored by Life on Power in the Brand. What if she knew she was powerful? Produced and managed by Cleavon Davis of Build Your Vision Podcast. Attorney Jay, how do we reach you? How does the audience connect with you? You just said you do some live social medias. How do okay. they connect with you? All right. So um, our website is securedlegacylaw.com. All the socials are on there. Um, for my TikTok, it's my name. So Jadina in Gustav ESQ. So not the full Esquire. So Jadina in Gustav ESQ, both on TikTok and on Instagram. Facebook is Jadina Gustav. And our phone number, 305-857-5711-404-965-4129. But if you go on my social media, you'll get everything else, okay? So that's my social. It's my social my social media handles, <laughs> Jadina in Gustav ESQ. Thank you so much for being on the show. Women Speak audience, this has been another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley K. And we are signing off. Thank you for listening to the When Women Speak podcast on the Live Podcast Network.